You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. The best biographers do much more than present the facts of a life. They understand that we define ourselves with stories and that we can see our own lives as if they were novels. The triumph of Robert K. Massey's Catherine the Great, Portrait of a Woman, is that he builds her life and her world, one word at a time, into a story we can comprehend. As you read Catherine the Great, you'll have to remind yourself that this is non-fiction. In this reading, Massey's biography has a feel of a novel from the period in which it is set. Some of these evening balls were bizarre. Every Tuesday, by decree of the Empress, men would attend dressed as women, and women would dance dressed as men. Most of the court roundly detested these evenings. Catherine, then 15, was delighted by this change of costume. I must say that there was nothing more hideous and at the same time more comical than to see most men dressed this way and nothing more miserable than to see women in men's clothes. Catherine was a minor German princess who became a great leader of Russia and lived a life that was filled with riches, adventure, lovers, and wild extremes that are almost beyond our ability to imagine here in the 21st century. Massey's biography is expertly balanced between her beginnings in Russia and her reigns as an empress. Massey's vision of Catherine's arrival in Russia with her mother, Johanna, is informed by Massey's own experiences as a father. Joanna really thought that she was the big deal, and Joanna couldn't have made a greater mess of it in Russia. I have two young daughters, adolescent daughters now, who are ballet dancers, and good ones. I think of Joanna as a ballet mother, all promoting their daughters. Well, this was Joanna's thing. Russians and the empress would say, at least the daughter is not like the mother. By balancing and focusing on her early life with such a thorough, detail-oriented eye, Massey makes her decisions as Empress of Russia not merely comprehensible, but inevitable. She was a child of the Enlightenment who became an exemplar of its values. She was lonely. She read. She read Voltaire. She read Montesquieu. She read uh, Diderot. And she absorbed all these ideas, not only about religion. She tried to understand and adapt Montesquieu's idea that despotism doesn't have to be an evil word, all of which had philosophical origins in in the Enlightenment. According to Massey, Catherine's Enlightenment philosophy informed her decisions in political policies that have not lost their relevance. She abolished torture. She wrote an instruction which very apt today. She said, torture is barbarism, and it achieves nothing. The man on the rack in great pain, will say anything so that the pain will stop. You can't find the truth that way. It's ridiculous. Well, maybe we should listen to that today. In his research, Massey uncovered historical facts that even he found surprising. England had the greatest navy in the world. It ruled the oceans. Uh, The British army was good, but it was small. So the English government was always looking to Europe to rent soldiers. George III tried to rent 20,000 Russians and 1,000 Cossacks, and Catherine said no. Can you imagine what 20,000 Russian soldiers, all illiterate, and 1,000 Cossacks riding through Philadelphia and chasing our Continental Army, 
would have done to our American perspective on Russia. Massey's biography is not just a recitation of fact. It's a story. I thought that women today would be interested to see what this woman did coming from nowhere to become who she became, to do what she wanted to do within her limits, within the the limits of her environment. That was the story I wanted to tell. Massey knows the true secret of a powerful biography. He's telling us a story that is very much like the story we tell ourselves about ourselves. We like to think that our lives are like good novels. Reading the life of another, written as if it were a good novel, takes us neatly out of our own head. And when we climb back in, we can look upon our own stories, our own lives, with a fresh set of eyes. Catherine learned to rule her world, and we might yet learn to rule ours. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.